Mary, when will this be over Christmas? Morgan Ashley said with a grumble, peering out her fogged and snow-caked windshield. She shut off the radio, sick of the sappy, happy, make-or-gag Christmas carols on every station. Normally, she was all over the holiday. She wore the sweaters, baked the cookies and cakes and casseroles, decorated the house from top to bottom. She rocked the holidays from Thanksgiving to New Year's. But this year? She twisted the heat a notch higher, knowing it wouldn't do any good, but hoping all the same. The minivan was 12 years old, with 250,000 miles on it. It stayed hot in the summer and cold in the winter, and nowhere in between. She'd been complaining about it and begging Rory for a new van for the last couple of years, but her now ex-husband had repeatedly said no. Not a good time for such a huge financial purchase. He'd said things were tight at work, with pay cuts and layoffs and the like. Turned out his pay cut had come in the form of a leggy brunette with big boobs who danced at the wild pony. His business expenses and tax write-offs? The motel rooms he'd rented for them. Since Morgan had had the kids at Thanksgiving, it was Rory's turn to keep them for Christmas. But when she'd walked up the steps carrying Camilla and the bags and holding Caleb's mittened hand, Rory had answered the door with a grin, his wild pony bimbo behind him sporting leggings and a thin T-shirt that showcased every anorexic but surprisingly lush curve. The girl, Morgan refused to call her a woman, hadn't looked a day over eighteen. Morgan grabbed her thermos of coffee and took a long sip, grateful for friends who filled for free. She'd stopped by Cup of Joe's on the way out of town for one last besties group hug and to rant about having to leave her young children with her ex and his lover. Surprisingly, Tasha was the one who'd managed to talk Morgan out of going back to Rory's with a baseball bat to see if the stripper's boobs were real. Tasha had convinced her that while Rory was a cheating, lying loser of a schmuck, he wouldn't let anything happen to his kids, reminding her that having big boobs there was just to get under her skin. And it had definitely worked. Not because she still loved him. That ship had sailed. But because of how long she'd put up with his crap, only to have him treat her like that. Ten years, two kids... A spotless house and how many parties is your trophy wife? And this is how you treat me? She'd asked Rory after discovering his cheating ways. Hate to say it, darling, but your trophy wife days were over a long time ago. Rory had shot back at her. Her fingers tightened around the steering wheel as she took the curve a little faster than she should have, given the snowy conditions. Thankfully, the van's worn tires held true and other than the clatter of her baking pans as they slid out of their box in the rear compartment, the vehicle held traction. Prove him wrong. Success is the best revenge. And it would be if she won, when she won, the cake-off competition and the money to open her own business, maybe even get her own television show, if the producers liked her well enough. But leaving her kids so close to Christmas? With them? Men earned medals in war, but single mothers facing ex-husbands and leggy bimbos? She deserved the Purple Heart. God knew hers was bleeding from the encounter. No, she hadn't wanted to leave them. 
she'd wanted to bundle the kids back into the van and say screw the court-ordered visitation agreement. But she couldn't, especially not when her parents were both sick with the flu, and Rory had shockingly agreed to take the kids days earlier than expected. A whimper left her throat before she could squelch it. Her budget was so tight her coupons were cutting coupons, and heading to Hollywood Resort earlier than planned and having to pay for a room at the ski resort for those four extra days would definitely have cleaned out her savings. Thank God for besties, she said, meaning every word.